This is The Guardian. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's been a long summer of heat waves, strikes, and growing fears over a so-called cost-of-living crisis that's turning into a huge social emergency. Running alongside all of this has been the seemingly never-ending Conservative Party leadership election. I think it's an important duty of the Prime Minister. I'm ready to do that. We'll finally find out who our next Prime Minister is going to be on Monday. Rishi Sunak's chances seem to have faded away, and it looks like Liz Truss will be faced with the task of somehow dealing with rising inflation, soaring energy bills, a likely recession and the very real possibility of two-thirds of all UK households facing fuel poverty in January. Well, what do you do? You can't feed your kids or anything like that. Um, it's going to be terrible, absolutely terrible. I don't know what's going to happen. Last week, Politics Weekly UK went to Birmingham to ask people there how they're preparing for winter and get a sense of our immediate political future at a Tory hustings event. I'm John Harris, and you're listening to Politics Weekly UK for The Guardian. Well, this is where the summer ends, folks, essentially. <laughs> On a grey and overcast day, muggy and humid. Sums up, sums up how everyone's feeling. We're in Birmingham, yeah, we the day that Sunak and Trust do their thing at a big event for Tory party members. With me in the car is Maz, one of Politics Weekly UK's producers. Swimming pools. Back to work. <laughs> All joking apart, I mean, that's the other thing, isn't it? Is that... Clearly, it's been building up for a long, long time, but I think you can argue that the last week or 10 days is when the sort of severity of the so-called cost of living crisis, this dire social emergency, has really, really hit home. And the main person it's going to land on is Liz Truss. If I had any political ambition, I don't think now would be the time I'd choose to take over as Prime Minister. All right, John, we're in Birmingham on our way to... Long Bridge. What, why are we going there? Well, the most Im- important thing to say about where we are is that we're in the constituency of Northfield, which was run by the Conservatives in 2019 with a majority of not much more than 12 or 1,300 votes. It's a, become a really, really marginal seat. 
where a lot of people here will have voted Conservative probably for the first time in their lives in 2019. Yeah. I don't know whether you can say whether this is part of the Red Wall, but sort of broadly it fits that picture. Yeah. So until 2005, the big employer here was the car works at Longbridge, this really uh, long-standing car factory going back, I think, 100 years yeah. before it closed. And I would imagine a lot of people here, older people, feel a really profound sense of loss about the fact that car works isn't there. Which again, you know, puts it in line with the sort of seats that the Tories won from Labour in 2019, or a lot of places like that. A sense of loss, quite Brexit-y places, and the feeling really that the Labour Party had lost touch with its old core vote. And we're here to go to a Hustings tonight. Is so it the Hustings is at the is at the National Exhibition Centre, the NEC, not that far from here. But it's just a good opportunity, I suppose, to talk to people about uh, the state of their lives, the so-called cost of living crisis, and how that reads over into their view of politics, and particularly who's going to take over from Boris Johnson. Which, unless something really, really strange happens, <laughs> is going to be Liz Truss. So this is a big retail development all built around a great big car park on the site of the old Longbridge Car Works. That was the old British economy of engineering and manufacturing and this is the thing that replaced it, going to shops. We're, we're in this part of Birmingham today, can I ask you a very quick couple of questions? Yes, I think so, yes. I wonder how's life, and I ask you that, you'll know why I ask you that, but because of the cost of living crisis and all that. We've got to put up with this, haven't we? It's just one of those things. And how yeah. is it for you? Fine. Is it? Yes. You live to you, your means, don't you? Right. But you're not worrying about the, this I'm, great I'm hike in bills coming up? We're not worried about it at all. But no. then we're retired. We're retired. Right. Do, you, do you worry about other people? So when you hear about cost of living, are you worried about the country as a whole? Or do you feel like... No. It, it depends on your and why, and why not? Because, to me, it's obvious. And it's quite simple. Yeah. We were in a pandemic economy had got to go to the wall and we borrowed and we borrowed and we borrowed where do people think that's coming from it has to be paid for and they all want to have pay rises you've got to pay for what you're in debt for we come from a generation that paid 15 60 percent interest on mortgages yes you follow politics much uh yes to a certain extent have you been following liz trust versus rishi sunak uh, <laughs> it's a joke is it yes why is it a joke just find me one person who can run the country properly. Is there someone you think can do that? Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> he's alive? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but Liz Truss wants us to think that she's the new she, Margaret Thatcher. She's not, she is she? She isn't. She isn't. And, and Tell me why she isn't. There's only one person who could come up to her, and that was um, right. Theresa May. You liked her? I liked her yes, very much. Yes. Like her, and yes. we thought she was honest. She Boris Johnson, what did, you think, what did you think of him? A clown. But you're conservative said, voters by the sound oh, of yeah. it, right? Yes. 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 And so... You're, you weren't impressed with Boris Johnson, not and you're not impressed with Liz Truss or no, Rishi Sunak? Not really. She wants to cut taxes, doesn't she? Yeah. You can't cut taxes until you pay the, everything for what you what you owe. What, so come the next election, when it's in all likelihood Liz Truss is going to be standing saying, well, vote for me again to be Prime Minister, what are you going to do? Not vote. Really? Wow. Yes. It was easier for your generation, though, no. to, to get on the housing ladder and so on. It was. No, it, it wasn't. I suppose sort of what you're saying is that it was really hard for you, you did what you had to do, you buckled up and you did it. Exactly. 
but there, it doesn't feel like there's much sympathy for other people because you feel like they sh they should be doing what you're doing. They or should what? have worked as hard as we did. We had two jobs when we were courting. We had three jobs. We had three jobs really, <laughs> to make enough money to pay the deposits to get married, so we could have our own house. I'm not saying it isn't difficult for some people because there are some people out there that genuinely. Um, the youngsters these they go to the parents to, for money to buy the house. We couldn't do that. My dad came from the Gorbals in Glasgow. He didn't have shoes on his feet until he went to school. That's poor. Yeah. Well, we've got a decent poor. life, but we've worked for Stood us. there, moaning and going to food banks and everything with cigarettes in the hand and a mobile phone. Yeah. And then there's the other ones that will go down Broad Street on a Saturday night and spend 100 quid. Is that clubbing? Is that yeah. the Broad Street? So, and then they moan that they haven't got the money and go to mum and dad. So. I suppose we were a bit tough, we come from tough backgrounds. <laughs> Thank you so much, lovely Thank to be you. here. That's the, you've got to stop buying avocados for I am genuinely surprised at the lack of sympathy. I mean, oh, I'm not really. Why? Because I think people's views are sort of forged, or whatever the word is, in their own experiences, yeah, right? True. And they probably did have to scrimp yeah. and save to get a deposit, and life was hard. And so the idea that someone who'd been at university and outwardly, you know, should be successful, have trouble getting on the housing ladder and can't get enough money together, that's, that's kind of completely off your radar. Yeah. I, what I thought was the, the single most interesting thing was that just not buying Liz Truss. I mean, God knows, right? She's gone out of her way mm. to say, if you like Mrs. Thatcher, I'm the candidate for you. And they've seen that and they don't like it. Not far away outside a branch of Poundland were another couple, Samantha and Louie, both in their 20s and recent home buyers. How old are you? Uh, 24. Okay. How's life at the minute? Um, it's okay. It's, it's good. I've on a week off, so it's great at the moment. <laughs> um, you're particularly asking about living costs yes. and things like How that. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you were getting to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the price of things has actually gone up significantly. Uh, our weekly shops, especially, they used to just for me and, and me and my fiance, they used to be about forty, fifty pounds. Now it's gone up to about sixty, sixty-five, seventy, something like that. And we're actually cutting down on most of our things each week. What are you cutting down on? Just certain items of food shopping, so coleslaw, um, just things like cheese. Um, some meats as well, things like that. Excuse me asking, bills-wise? Yeah, um, bills-wise, we, we bought our house last year, so we were lucky to be set within a, a fixed rate until this September. Um, so it will be going up significantly from there. We're on a water meter, so we try and keep that down as much as possible. Uh, our home insurance has gone up, and we are quite worried about what the bills are going to be like for in, in October for us with gas and electricity. What do you do for a living? Um, I'm a trainee solicitor. Okay. Do you follow politics much? Um, ish. <laughs> so, okay. Yes and no. Louis is probably the most most uh, best one to ask on that. Um, really? Come on. That's, that's, that's my fiance, yeah. At the last general election, 2019, which is, seems like 100 years ago now, the one just before the pandemic, who did you vote for? I would have been Boris, Boris, yeah. Boris well. yeah, the Conservative, yeah, but okay. Boris. And would you vote Conservative again? Yeah, I think I think Conservative, but with somebody who can lead a lot, a lot better. <laughs> I feel Do like, you think Liz like can? Potentially, yes. I just feel if we had a Labour government, I feel like we'd get into significant more debt. Um, 
in, in, in the future. I, I see short time it would be okay, but long term I feel Labour wouldn't be able to keep up with different things in the market. Okay. Can I just ask, your trainee solicitor, that's a pretty good job. What do you what do? You do? I'm a digital designer. Are you quite surprised that you have those good jobs and you're feeling the pinch? How does that feel for you? Like, I'm not, not really that surprised. Um, you should be, right? Trainee solicitor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. But yeah, how does it feel that you're doing a job that in your mind is probably quite a good job, right? Yeah. Um, you're doing well for yourself. And, and you're yet to think about cutting back so. on cheese and coleslaw. Yeah, yeah. That can't kind of be what you expect. We we do you know try and budget things and everything especially being so young and starting out um we we do have yeah. to really watch what we're doing but thinking about alternate second jobs yeah working in the evenings or yeah things like that work? freelance work i mean it's disappointing and everything but it, it's what it's what it is really it is what it is we, we sort of just say that but it makes you think how people who don't have the opportunity to actually have gone to university and had a good job it makes you think how they're actually living now and how they're struggling and whether they have to take on say two three jobs or something it really does impact them significantly lovely thank to meet you very much. thank you so much thank you so in an emergency the people you ought, you have to think about the most clearly the people who find life absolutely impossible right and are at the absolute sharp end of everything but having said that People in that position are really interesting because they've done everything that was required, right? Yeah. They're sort of young, new property owners working as hard as they can, you know. They've sort of bought it. Whatever the vision is of life in 21st century Britain, particularly from the standpoint of the Conservative Party, they've done what's required. And they're having to go around the supermarket and count every penny. I'm thinking about second jobs. I'm thinking about second jobs. They're like the younger generation of that older conservative couple that we met. Yeah, but they yeah. were saying that we had to work hard and we had yeah, lots yeah. of jobs. I think they were a bit more sympathetic to the sort of plight of the wider public. It feels like we're in a new political phase now. Even when we were in those by-elections sometimes, I felt that we were still sort of stuck in Brexit world somehow. And everything has been shoved somewhere different now, hasn't it? It's interesting about how people sort of talk about scrimping and saving. And it's, there's a lot about individual choice and not much about the external circumstances which get people there. But it is quite disorientated for people because it's not what they were sold. Look where we are, right? Yeah. We're in this retail park built on the site of a former car factory in which it's all about plenty, isn't it? Yeah. It's all about massive retail units full of everything you could possibly want. The size of this Marks and Spencer, right? <laughs> this great big food hall over here. You know, you've got a massive branch of boots over there, all that great big toy shop there. That's all about the idea that you can afford to spend, yeah. right? And the one jarring note within it all is the Poundland over there. And who do we find outside the Poundland? A trainee solicitor who's thinking about taking a second or third job and is having to cut back on basic on items basic of food. food. Yeah. Right, there's, that's there, that's the zeitgeist. We've now come somewhere different in the Northfield constituency. This is a community centre which very recently has sort of opened itself up to Food Cycle, which is a nationwide project, which here means that every Tuesday at four o'clock a free meal is served to anybody who wants to come. I mean, the, the sort of bigger reality around it is that the people we're about to meet are very, very aware of rising need for food and probably warmth and the sort of hard realities of this social emergency, which is suddenly 
defining our politics. So, obviously, you talked about the fact that this takes stigma away and all that, and, yeah. and, and we're not at a food bank, it's something different and so yeah. on. But doing this must give you a sense of need and, and the reality of people's lives. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and it's definitely changing. Cool. The, the people that we're kind of seeing, we're, we're just getting more people contact us saying, it, oh, can they come? Are they allowed to come? Is it just for homeless people? The other thing is that people do actually come just because they're lonely. It's not actually about the food. So that's another thing that we try and talk about a lot. It, that helps break down the stigma. You have people that will come that you, you know, you can kind of tell that they're struggling financially, but they'll tell you they're coming because they're lonely. Right. So yeah, so you see a really, really broad range of, of people coming for different reasons. Our numbers have doubled since January. By four o'clock, around 30 people had shown up at the centre which is a big turnout for a project that's only just started. Food Cycle is non-secular, but it's attached to the church led by Fiona, the vicar. So, Willycastle is a great place to live. It's got a real kind of sense of community. There's a whole mixture of people here. We're becoming increasingly diverse. Um, we kind of work together here, but everybody kind of knows each other. But because of your job, you'll be very, very sensitive to how things change. Give me a sense of that now, like where the where parts of the community, where people here are relative to where they were six months or a year ago. Okay, so people have always struggled here. Um, it's getting worse and has got worse in the last six months because a lot of people have very fixed incomes and life has just become very expensive. So everybody is like holding the breath for October. It's just a real sense of people are panicking. And we're all trying to kind of rally together here to think, well, what can we actually do? We're going to do something called warm spaces. So at least there's somewhere you can come that's warm and just to see people and not just be sat freezing at home. I mean, thank God you're doing it. But at the same time, what does it say that you're having to lay on places so people can keep warm? We live in one of the richest economies in the world. We shouldn't have to do this. What I've seen, the way deprivation has just got worse and the gap has got wider and wider and wider, year on year, we should not be doing this. There should be no need for any of this. Are you allowed to talk politics? 
um, I always taught politics. Jesus was very political. He was profoundly <laughs> He had political. a lot to say. But Liz Truss says not speaking that language. I will turn up at the NEC later and I will hear her make the case for tax cuts. Now, very, very few people who live in this community would benefit, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, from a programme of tax, tax cuts. Tax cuts will make no difference for a lot of our estate. They will for some people, because yeah, yeah. a lot of people work here, but it won't, it won't touch it because the people that have the least are not earning enough to pay tax. Can you be a Conservative Christian, authentically? Well, there think? are lots of Conservative Christians. There are, Christians. taking Rhys Mark is a, is a very yeah, devout Christian. Yeah, I've reflected on that many times. Um, yeah, his understanding of Jesus is different to mine. But um, you're a Church of England vicar. Yeah, I am. They used to say the Church of England was the Tory party at prayer, as yeah. you probably know. Most clergy are quite left-wing, actually. <laughs> More so than their congregations often. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, not here. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever be described as an establishment vicar. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Sitting next to Fiona was Dean, who was at the meal for the first time. Well, I'll ask you what I've asked everybody else. How is life at the minute? For you. It's all right at the minute, it's not too bad, but um, I do find it a struggle because I have been in the children's home all my life and when I've come out I've been on benefit and I haven't had a proper job and with the way things are at the moment I do find it an uphill struggle. What things are you noticing being difficult money-wise? Electric and gas. And in the, in, the, in the autumn and the winter, are you going to be OK? I will say this. Now all this money the government is giving, I am getting it. But all I know is I've got to put my electric up to £30 a fortnight, £60 a month. That's rather a lot when, you know, you haven't got much. Sure, sure. Because you need benefit. I mean, yeah, benefits yeah. is what pays for, for you yeah, to yeah. just about keep going. That's right? all I'm on. I'm not, I ain't got a proper job. Right. I have to go out into like Iceland and I have to buy like pound stuff I can't go out and buy you know like these people they just go out and shop put the card on the thing and to tell you the truth when I'm out I look at people in restaurants and pubs and I look at them and I think blimey you know they're sitting in these restaurants that have been a meal and we're going through all this and they don't seem to care they don't seem to bother it don't matter to them do you follow politics much well, I do. I'm not sure that the next government that we have, which I'm almost 100% certain, it's going to be least trust. I don't think she's going to do a lot, really. What do you want from her? Well, I'd like more money, a lot more. She said, she, I mean, the word she's used for that, she said, oh, I don't want to give people handouts. Barry Johnson, he didn't give us a fat lot, did he? I don't know least trust all that well. And I've been saying to people... Is she up for the challenge? Can she actually do it? Because it's going to be a big job for her when she goes, you know, it's not just a few things rising down. She's going to have a lot to do, you know. And if, if in two years' time Keir Starmer won an election, the Labour Party got in, do you think life had changed then? I think it might be. Can I ask you a, a slightly rude question? How much do you have to live on a month? It's about 140-something a month. That's what's left after your yeah. bills are paid. Yeah, it? gas, electric, water, TV. It's not a lot, but you have to manage. You just get what the government give you to live on. It's not a lot, is it, really? Right, we've got to go and see Liz Trust now. Wish us luck. <laughs> well, I do, yeah. Thank you very much, man. It was lovely talking to you. Thanks so much. Hi, yeah, they, they really get to you, those conversations.
because you sort of need to have them to bring to people's attention the reality of it. Because that's the problem with that term cost of living crisis is it becomes sort of abstract and it loses its meaning. But the meaning of it is that, every, that all the prices are going up. And the fellow we spoke to in there, who's obviously had a pretty hard life, do you know what I mean? He was, he's brought up in care and all that. And he, once he's paid his bills and his rent, he's got 140 quid mm. to live on, which is less than a five a day, right? And this is while prices are going through the roof. That's the reality of it. And he knows, and the interesting thing is as well, people are aware of it, aren't they? People have heard the talk of tax cuts being the answer to that and knowing full well that just has no relevance to them. Mm. And, they, and they, they feel completely ignored. Is the other danger with cost of living crisis is oh, it's just suddenly arrived because mm. of the war in Ukraine and the effects of the pandemic and all. This is a long story, largely about what 12 years of conservative government has meant. So in that sense, you know, us just rocking up as if this only started yesterday. I mean, obviously we know it hadn't. That's not it. We're really reaping something that's been sowed for years here. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For conservative hosting, we're not conservative. conservative. Now we're just making that clear. Can I have one of those? Oh, yeah, go on. Now, those are fine. No, thank you. I collect them. Got a Liz Trust t shirt. Look at that LT equals low tax. And you ready for Rishi's? Socialist Workers' Party. They always come. It's just all. It's like an English garden fate, you know. It's nothing without Morris dancers. By the same token, the Socialist Workers' Party always have to come. It's just a great English, great English tradition. Polls of Tory members would have you believe that Liz Truss is certain to win. But there was a fair chunk of noisy support inside for Rishi Sunak and some undecided voters too. We found two women, Debbie and Jane, who were still on the fence. Can we just ask you a couple of quick questions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
What's at stake in this leadership election? So in the choice between the two candidates from your perspective? There's not a lot in between them really. Personality-wise, I prefer Liz Truss. Probably policy-wise, I'm slightly going over to Rishi. So it's balancing the two really. Okay. And what do you want to hear tonight? Sort of issues-wise or policy? That's the Liz Truss cheer we should make clear. What do you want to hear him talk about? Everything really. I need to know a lot more information before I make a complete decision because there's a lot at stake. So you haven't voted yet? No, 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 no. no. Right, voted yet. I'm still said. undecided. Okay, this is the Liz Truss roar we can hear behind. Oh, is that her? There she is. What, what do you think the government, whoever's in charge of it, should do about the cost of living crisis? It's a really difficult one because there's not a proper, there's not a clear cut answer, is that? So they need to do something on energy bills, not just for us, but also for businesses, because I do worry about businesses. Yeah. I do think that the government can't be expected to bail everybody out of every situation. But if, you, if you're having to choose between heating and eating and you're, you're having a terrible it's like struggle. Heating and eating, though. As a child, I lived in a house with no heating. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's how it should be, no. but I, when they say it's heating or eating, I do think. It's a little bit exaggerated. Oh, I think I've met lots and lots of people who are in a terrible predicament. No, I'm not saying they shouldn't be here. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying, I never had heating as a child, and here I am now, I survive. But you could eat, presumably. I could eat, but you're saying heating or eating. Well, it tends to imply that both things are difficult. Yeah, if you think it's a matter of course now, are quite unrealistic, really. What, you think people, people want to be looked after more than is possible, you mean? Sometimes times are hard, don't they? They expect to keep the standard of living that they've already got. Yeah, but I was at a church this afternoon in the Northfield part of Birmingham and they're having to lay on through the winter warm spaces for people who can't afford I to I do understand that yeah. and that is horrendous. That's the people they should be helping. We're not yeah. saying they shouldn't help them. OK, Sorry. but you're still, un anyway, in conclusion, you're still undecided. We want to listen to what no, they've got to say. We're probably going towards Trump, but I do prefer some of Rishi's policies. Okay. Yeah. So I think she's a little bit... So this is quite an important two hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Good luck. Thank you very much. Sutton Coalfield is a constituency in the West Midlands region and its MP Andrew Mitchell is a prominent backer of Rishi Sunak. Just before we introduced him on the main stage, we spotted Mitchell outside the foyer. Right. So you're a Sunak backer, yes. a self-styled underdog. Yes, I was a Jeremy Hunt backer. So Were I, you? You I like losing. The underdog's underdog. Yeah. What's at stake in this election? I can't remember in the 35 years since I was first elected to Parliament a more daunting agenda and workload for the incoming Prime Minister. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as if all the problems of the last 50 years, which we've dealt with by decade, are now being dumped on the table to deal with now. And what you do about inflation, particularly, and the hike in energy costs, these are going to be the determinants of whether there's an enormous amount of misery in our society, yeah. quite apart from whether the Tories win the next election. On the misery question, the very direct effects of energy price hikes and inflation on people who are really struggling, what should, the, should a Tory or the Tory government do? 
Well, there's great merit in tax cuts, but not if you're trying to deal with the energy crisis, no, no, where you've got those where you've got exactly where you've got to try and make sure that you get help to the people who are most vulnerable to these massive, massive rises, and you can't really do that without using the benefit system. But you know as well as I do, there is a large part of the Conservatives' collective soul that when anybody talks about putting up benefits, even temporarily, they recoil. They don't like it. No, we are a, a decent party of humane. Uh, warm-hearted people and uh, we care very much about the least well-off in society and that is why under this government since 2010 you've seen a very big rise in benefits and a big rise in targeted had, benefits. We've had four-year benefits freeze under George Osborne, all those changes to disability benefit. We've, we, on disability benefit we very specifically defended disability benefit from the austerity difficulties of the early years. You so don't we, think we're we partly in this mess of people being in this fragile position as they are, millions of them, because of what happened under the last 12 years of Conservative government. No. So that's part of the explanation. No, I don't think that. I think that uh, benefits saw, haven't kept pace with inflation. Well, I think we, so. we saw uh, an extraordinary effort led by Rishi Sunak when COVID struck. Oh, sure, but just then, but going if back. May, but if going I, back. If I may complete my answer to your Go question. On. We saw an extraordinary effort uh, to protect people protect businesses, protect families, the £20 uplift on universal credit very specifically to help people during those difficult times. Uh, and what you saw with Rishi Sunak was someone who understands absolutely uh, how these things affect the least well-off and took direct action to stop it. Okay. Do you worry, therefore, about what a Liz Truss prime ministership would mean? I mean, Rishi Sunak's talked in terms of moral failure and so on, using quite strong language. Well, I think both candidates are absolutely brilliant, as I will say tonight when I introduce uh, Rishi. But uh, I do uh, think that this is a test for the Tory party on whether or not we are a one-nation party that reaches across the whole of society. The Conservative Party and the Conservative government will be judged by the way in which they put their arms around society and protect the least well-off. Well, uh, a very good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Lovely to see you all. Inside the arena, Conservative Party members from the region watch Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss being interviewed by the host, John Pienaar, making their speeches and giving their answers to a handful of questions asked from the floor. Well, the significance of this event, as if you needed reminded, you are not just, in the course of these remaining two weeks of the campaign, choosing your party leader. You're choosing our Prime Minister. Which feels like we're sort of several light years away. From the fellow we met at the, at the food cycle project, we're in a completely different universe here, and that's intentional, right? So it almost seems, therefore, it seems inappropriate to raise that here. The world we're in is the world of global Britain and tax cuts and all will be well. It's not the world of I have to feed myself, get around and, and whatever else on five quid a day. That's what I don't like about it. It shuts the world out. I've consistently delivered when I have said I would. And I love our country. I want the best for us all. And I'm the person to look back. Please welcome Liz Truss. I'm a Conservative. I believe in low taxes. I believe in companies succeeding. I believe in companies making profits, that they are able to hire new workers and bring in investment. And that is what I believe, and that's the platform I'm standing on. Right. Sit back and dismiss them. But if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that Britain loves an underdog.
Please welcome Rishi Sunak. What I will not do is pursue policies that risk making inflation worse and lasting far longer, especially if those policies amount to borrowing £50 billion and putting it on the country's credit card and then asking our kids and our grandkids to pick up the tab because that is not right. Right. So we've just watched... Two hours. Two hours. Who did you think did the best? <laughs> if you came to this not knowing anything about this contest, you would think, that, by rights, that Rishi Sunak was streets ahead. He's just a more impressive totally performer. He's much better on detail. There's a real sense of sort of urgency and clarity. You know. Now, that's leaving aside the fact that there are lots of his arguments don't stack up and all that. But just in front, of a, in front of an audience like that, he sort of excelled compared to this trust. He, by comparison, seemed sort of vague and hesitant and all that. But, you know, this is politics and, and performances in hustings don't count for much. Rishi oh. Sunak's goose, arguably, was cooked when he resigned from the Cabinet and, and commenced the fall of Boris Johnson. But what I don't get is, yeah, I found... And Liz Truss very wooden. She yeah, sort of yeah. said the same things again and again. Even though I don't think his solutions would add up to any kind of really convincing answer to the struggles that people are going to go through, at least he tries to give a sense that he understands the gravity of the situation and the awfulness of people's predicament and that it requires dedicated help from government, right? In other words, payments you have to make to people. You don't hear any of that, really, from Liz Truss. Now, you could argue she's playing her cards close to her chest or whatever, but it, it still seems really sort of discordant and weird. But do you know what? When we, before we spoke to... Before we went in, we spoke to two women who were waiting for them to come out. They were... They said that they were unsure about who they were going to vote for. They liked Rishi's policies, but they preferred Liz. I'm really interested to see whether they stick with that now because I, I can't believe how slicker and more across his brief Rishi seen than Liz. I'd be surprised if they're backing Liz. Well, we are really, really curious about the, about the verdict that you not may or may not have come to. Oh. They both came over a lot better than both of us. Well, I'll tell you what I think, I, and I'm not a Conservative Party member or a Conservative, but I thought, I thought Rishi Sunak was, was much more I'm convincing. And me, to be ah. fair. But Better I, on detail. Yeah, more I, sort of that's exactly the same I said to Jay. Liz, was, Liz came at says a lot, but there wasn't much how she was going to do it. It looks like he's going to lose by and some margin, right? And yet he performed by far the best. Because of what he did to Boris, that's how stupid yeah. people are. And I know that, that's does wrong. Does that count against him as far no, as you're not, concerned? No, not for me. Just to me. Go home and have a think. I'm going. I'm going. Thank you very much. Lovely to talk to you. Well, I, I take two pretty clear conclusions from that, really. One is that it looks like the candidate who's going to lose, it turns out, is the m most convincing, credible... Coherent. ...performer. I mean, they just are, right? If you took anybody who knew nothing about this contest into that room for those two hours, they would have thought that, by rights, he should be the front-runner. That doesn't mean I'm a great admirer of his or that he, all of his arguments stack up, because they don't, right? But he seems to have more of the right stuff. And one way, in that he's, one way that he has got more of the right stuff is he at least seems to acknowledge the, the gravity of this social emergency. 
I don't think he understands, I mean, clearly, he doesn't understand that it's systemic or that it's a lot of it's down to 12 years of Tory government. But he understands the severity of it, and I didn't get that sense from her at all. She just struck me as really as somebody who's had the same solutions in their head for 10 or 15 years and they think they still apply to the world, even though the world clearly has hugely changed and society's in such a mess. So on, on both counts, soon act stronger, but politics is a messed up thing and he's going to lose. <laughs> Cheer up, Britain. Things can only get worse. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure you subscribe to Politics Weekly UK wherever you get your podcasts. And even better, leave us a review, preferably a nice one. This episode was produced by Frankie Toby. The music is by Axel Cacoutier. And the executive producers are Maz Ebtahaj and Nicole Jackson. This is The Guardian. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.